You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Bride chillers and groom chillers, welcome to the Bride Chilla Podcast. Very happy today to have a fellow bride chiller on the line. Like I've never said this before, Tracy, you're on the line. Because because uh, technology was not our friend today, but we said, bugger it, let's just do a phone call. And the phone line's very clear. Tracy Cammy, you are a mental health counsellor. You are a fellow bride chiller. You've just written a cracking blog for the bride chiller blog, which we're going to talk all about today. But really, I would love for you to uh, explain what you do in your day job and then how when you connected with Erica and I and sort of said, I'd love to talk about this further, um, how we came to be talking today, because I think this is such a great topic and such an important area that we don't talk about enough, and uh, I'm very keen for you to share more. So just smash on, Tracy. Oh, well, thank you, Alicia, and it's awesome to be with you on the line. Um, So first off, I'm getting married in February, and so Yes, I know. Exactly 100 days today. Wow. So I know my stress level started going up because you think, oh, I got the big stuff planned. But then there's a ton of like little stuff. Yeah. And in my day job, I'm a therapist and I work with children between the ages of six and 18. And I specialize in a in a form of therapy called dialectical behavioral therapy or DBT therapy, which focuses on emotional vulnerability, emotional dysregulation, and basically learning how to be in control and feel your emotions appropriately. Mm. And um, it works really well with, with children, especially and adults too, because it's skills based. So like, instead of just saying, well, try this, this, and this, we actually have a bunch of different skills that they can apply in various situations. Um, And so I realized that I wasn't being very mindful and I was taking care of all these little things and I was finding myself getting really stressed. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I preach to my clients every day, practice (laughs) what you preach, Tracy. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a self care list because I realized that's what I was missing. I wasn't really taking care of myself planning the day for me and my future husband. And I was so worried about making it perfect for everybody else. So I went back to basics and I think self-care is the leading cause of people having emotional breakdowns. Basically, we forget to take care of ourselves. We forget to sleep. We forget to eat. We're so busy. So that's kind of how I got to write the blog about taking care of yourself during the wedding planning process. As soon as I started reading your pitch and then reading the blog, I really needed it personally. I I know I burn the candle at both ends and I get Mm -hmm. into the zone of I I care. I'm a deep carer, which always sort of says, you care too deeply, you need to step back. But I get really involved in obviously bride chiller land and then my day job and then I want to be a good partner and then I worry about things. But I really connected with your message because I it made me take a step back and go, oh, I am grinding my teeth a lot at night and uh, my skin is really oily and I'm sure that's a hormonal problem because I'm stressed. And, you know, I think it's until the body starts to give 
give you these messages going, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And then we're so good at ignoring that stuff when it happens uh-huh. and burying yep, it. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you know, I found myself almost on the verge of tears like three months ago because I was so stressed out, um, you know, with I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping very well. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is supposed to be the most amazing time of my life. You know, this is the start of my future with my future husband. It's a celebration. It shouldn't be a point of stress. So what? And, were, what tell me your triggers when you you said you were, were on the verge of tears. What, because I think a lot of us haven't tapped in to these signs that we're freaking out or, or, you know, internally, because even though we mm-hmm. can keep it, we can keep it bottled in. A lot of us are very good at, I suppose as well, in, in, a, in a busy life at the moment, we're all busy. This is this idea, busy, busy, busy. Uh, what are these moments that we can tap into to go, oh, this is not great. We need to be better, better to ourselves. You know, exactly. And I was way past that point and I didn't listen. I can tell you my triggers at first were what my body looked like, mm. trying to look perfect for the perfect day. Oh, yeah. Um, which I think it's total, and please forgive my French, but it's so bullshit. Please. <laughs> it is bullshit. <laughs> you know, nothing's perfect, but it's going to be perfect for me and my future husband. Mm. Um, I realized I wasn't spending enough time caring about my relationship with him. I was busy working all day. um, And my future husband, Rob, he's a uh, flight attendant. So he's off two to three days out of the week. Mm. Um, So our time together is very important. And I realized I was trying to fit in, talk about the wedding, talk about, you know, making future plans for the honeymoon, um, talk about, you know, eating well, trying to go to the gym, doing all this up all at once and it was just too much and I didn't recognize it till I was almost in tears and you know what I was getting like three to five hours of sleep a night I wasn't drinking enough water wasn't eating very well because when you're on the go you just grab whatever you wanted Mm. you know whatever was available so I really had to stop myself and I have to tell you that blog since I wrote it I've been following it and it's kind of funny. They say, you know, you take care of the uh, symptoms and then you get these wonderful side effects. Well, <laughs> I stopped caring about my body being perfect and I lost weight. I started sleeping more and I started feeling better. I started spending more time with my future husband and our relationship got better. <laughs> so tell you me, know? It, it, let's well, let's go through the blog because I think it's an excellent uh, okay. place to go back and and for, for bride chillers and groom chillers listening to go back and just sort of really go through what you're, you know, suggesting professionally and also your experience personally as well. Now, you, you talk about cognitive behavioral therapy. Can you, for people that have heard that expression, it's, it's sort of bandied about a lot, but I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know what that means. Can you explain how we can tap into that to help our levels of stress and calm? Of course. So, um, DBT is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is just basically making select changes to behaviors to improve yourself. Mm -hmm. So like stopping smoking, you have to replace that habit, you know, Um, how we can tap into it is this basically there's a lot of emotion involved with wedding planning. 
And DBT is just all about returning emotional control to yourself. Mm. And it's about taking ownership of your emotions, allowing you to feel them appropriately. We're all going to get stressed during this process. Every bride chilla knows there's, there's a moment of very unchillness. And you have to accept that and feel that stress. And then you can return to your chill. And so one of the first things is to care about yourself and be mindful. And mindfulness doesn't mean, you know, just meditation, but it means being in the actual moment, even if it's not comfortable. And recognizing that this is what it is right now. I'm stressed or I'm tired or I'm hungry and I need to take care of that right now, not 10 hours from now. Um and I also, there's the great thing about DBT, Alicia, is that it's very easy to remember. So as in the blog, I wrote where I got some of them, the self-care skills of PLEASE, P-L-E-A-S-E. And that basically stands for treating physical illness for the P. If you're not feeling good, you're sick. Mm. Take a nap, take your medicine, make sure you take your vitamins. Um, balanced eating, don't eat too much or too little, but don't, don't, I put in there, give yourself treats. Okay. Fried chillas, you're gorgeous. Have the freaking <laughs> chocolate bar. Please. If you need the chocolate bar, Yes, my God, you know, it was just Halloween here in the United States. And I have to tell you, I indulged a little Good. and that's okay. Yes. You know, um, but also veggies and salads and just the foods that make you feel good about yourself. Yes. You know, we've all had those moments. We've eaten that food and we're like, oh, I feel awful. Why did I do that? Well, that's not very good self-care, mm. you know, avoid the mood altering drugs. Okay. There's nothing nicer than curling up on the couch, maybe with a glass of wine with your future husband or future wife. Um, but don't go overboard. Don't drown your frustrations in, in gin and tonics. Um, you know, it's not the answer. The problem's still going to be there when you sober up. So make sure you're cautious about that. Are you having a drink because it's fun, it's social, it's relaxing? Or is it a coping skill? Mm. And if it is a coping skill, we need to talk about that. You, you need to figure out what you can do to care for yourself and deal with things rather than the drugs or the alcohol. Mm. Um, Obviously, balance sleep. Make sure you get your sleep. You know, I get it. We all work a lot. We have family. We have friends. We have our partners. But we do need to take time for ourselves, and sleep is part of that. And then the last E in please is getting exercise. Now, I'm not talking you don't have to run a marathon, but doing something, walking around even if you can't get to the gym, doing some yoga at home mm. or going to the gym and going all out in that, um, you know, body pump class or the uh, kickboxing class. What I love about what you've just said, this is lots of common sense shit that we should all be thinking about every day. But sometimes it takes someone, a professional like you to go, hello, this is like what we should all be doing. Yet we sometimes bury that sort of stuff and go, we'll just power on with, you know, we're warriors will power on, but it's actually doing us a lot more harm than it is, uh, you know, benefit by mm -hmm. continuing on that path. Oh, yeah. I love that you, I think the idea of tapping into um, this idea of actually being in the moment and feeling things is something that 
I think we've lost our path a little bit with some of this, with the idea of, you know, the bridezilla bullshit that goes on about saying people can't uh, communicate so they yell or they can't, they, they feel frustrated so they chuck a tanty. Um, how, how can we sort of tap into your method, you know, the DBT sort of idea of saying, if I'm feeling frustrated, if I'm not feeling heard or if things aren't going my way, how can we just take a moment and regain our control over our emotions? What are some of the, the methods that you would advise, and especially dealing with kids as well, I suppose, using that idea of how you would talk to a 12-year-old, maybe sometimes we need to be talked to like 12-year-olds to get this into our heads. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. You know, there's not, a, there's not a person who walks this earth who has not had a moment where they've lost control over their emotions. Yeah. And that's okay. It's learning from those. The first skill I teach children is it's okay to admit how you're feeling. Mm. There's not, there's no right or wrong emotion. Emotions are what they are. If I'm feeling frustrated, then I need to say that. And it, you know, and if I'm not sure why that involves a conversation with the situation, did I get enough sleep? Did I eat? Did I drink enough water? Am I not feeling well? Am I just sick right now? Um, and then I need to say, okay, well, no, and really think about what triggered that feeling. What was it that my friend just said or my, you know, my mom or my dad or my future husband or, you know, the, the wedding coordinator? What was it that they just said to send me over the edge? <laughs> and then I have to say, okay, well, I need to calm myself before I respond. Mm. We don't have to respond to our emotions the second we have them. We can chew on them. We can savor them. Um, for example, if a wedding vendor quotes me a price and my first reaction is to say WTF, <laughs> I need to take a breath because there might be some legitimacy in this pricing. You know, there might be a reason for the increase. There might be the reason that their venue is $500 more than another venue. Mm. So I need to take a second and really process that feeling. And then in that moment when I'm processing to calm myself, I can visualize a happy moment, a happy place. I can do what I call four, seven, eight breathing. Well, I don't call it that. That's what it's called. Four, seven, eight breathing where you slowly inhale through your nose for four. Mm -hmm. You hold for seven and you slowly blow out through your mouth for eight. And that really relaxes your muscles and oxygenates your brain. And it gives you a moment to really think about it. You don't always have to jump right away. Mm. Um, and if this is with family, there's been a lot of chatter on the, the Brightchilla community on Facebook lately about, you know, parents getting involved, mother-in-laws and father-in-laws. And, and I've seen a lot of these conflicts that are going on and especially to my fellow bride chillas, if you're in the moment and you're really feeling an intense emotion, and these are people that you're going to be dealing with for the rest of your life, <laughs> take a break. Mm. Don't respond right away. It's okay to chew on. And you can tell people that. Be like, listen, I really need to think about what I'm feeling right now. I, I need a break. I need an hour. I need a day. Can we discuss this tomorrow? 
I'm someone that I talk about, I've been writing a lot lately, Tracy, with my book and thinking about, um, I had a little chapter, actually, I was reading, I said to you off air, I've been reading my um, audio book and it's been good going through and finding all my little mistakes reading it out loud. But (laughs) I wrote a a little sub-chapter called People Pleasing 101 and I find myself sometimes, you know, I think people would listen to me and read my stuff and go, oh, she's a bit of a, you know, strong character and she says what she thinks. But I know there's a real element of my personality that I worry about uh, making my my parents happy and other people happy. And I know that's in every one of us, you know, because oh, we're, yeah. we're nice people. Oh, yeah. And there's an element of me that sometimes will put that, that thought process ahead of my own self-care and I've made decisions that I think back on and go, well, you probably could have done that differently and cared about yourself a little bit. And this is not me being a martyr. It's just me going, I thought it would be a better situation to take a different path to make someone less annoying, you know, having to deal with them. Mm-hmm. But, so when you just said that about about the reaction, you know, it is so – it's such good advice to take that moment but also take another step and go, what's good for you? Because I think sometimes we all go, oh, fuck it, just do it, just make it better for someone else. And especially if you're going, oh, I'll just take the advice of my mother-in-law or someone else that's – I don't want to do it but I'm going to do it mm-hmm. to shut them up. It can be very frustrating but also – not having to react in the moment can really save your ass down the track, I suppose. Oh, totally. And I also think that considering yourself and how you function in a relationship, um, part of DBT skills is interpersonal effectiveness. And one of the skills that they teach is about how do you get your needs met in a relationship? Mm -hmm. You don't always have to please everybody. And it's, you're not going to, there's some people that we are just not going to win with. And that's when I would say, you know what? I'm not going to win with my future sister-in-law. I'm not going to win with my future aunt-in-law. So I'm just going to give them what they want. They're not going to be happy no matter what. However, there are other things like, you know, um, there was this post and about um, one of the bride chillers on there. She said her mother-in-law was having issues with her dress that she really loved. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Yes, and I just I felt for her because it was that, that moment, like, you do have this person to deal with for the rest of your life, and but this is your dress yeah. and your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and you matter. You matter. And that's, my, that's where I come from, and I really have to, to think about my needs along with others and not always just, everybody else. Mm. And it, it can be challenging for people. And I feel like this is one of the big lives for a lot of people, one of the really big first things that they've got to do or cl- take ownership of. And, and besides, you know, a, a career and education, which obviously are really important. Uh, but, but this is the first sort of thing stepping out as, you know, going, all right, I'm spending a lot of money, I'm making decisions. And it can be challenging to come up to, against those sort of really f- forceful sometimes opinionators <laughs> in your life that you're like oh fuck shut yeah. up shut and especially when cash is involved as well Tracy you know yeah. that, that you know money just mm-hmm. fucks everything <laughs> well it, yeah no completely everybody's got an opinion about your wedding yeah you know um and I've learned to be very there was a part of me that was my anxiety you asked me earlier about the triggers my anxiety is I have to please everybody. I have to make everybody have a wonderful day. Mm. Well, 
you know what? I really don't. I, and this is going to sound so bad, Alicia. I really don't care if they like the food as long as I like it. Yes, good. <laughs> I really don't care if they like my dress. Yes. As long as I like it. <laughs> This is this is what we need to all be hearing, and I think we all need a bit of a mantra today when we listen to this episode of to go. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. I really don't care. Yeah, and yeah, and, and, and it's true. It's it is so true, and I think also, I think a lot of us see that if you don't agree with someone or if someone suggests something, you don't have to take the advice, but also it's not rude you don't have to be rude to say look I I always joke that I have that saying that's not going to work for me and and Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that I think yeah if you say it in a way it could be quite abrupt and rude but I also think it's just a polite way to go thank you so much for that suggestion but that's I'm it's not gonna that's not gonna work for me (laughs) that's not gonna suit me um Exactly. Exactly. Everyone's got ideas. Everybody's got suggestions. And that's when, like, caring for yourself, it builds self-confidence. Yeah. I know this is what's right for me. If I start doing what's right for me, I feel good and I feel strong. If I get enough sleep, if I'm eating right and I feel good about myself, I'm not going to be afraid that my best friend's suggestion is, I push it aside and say, I'm so sorry. That's a wonderful idea. It's just not for us. Yes. You know, or I'm going to put that in the file for your bachelorette party, your (laughs) wedding, you know, because sorry, not doing it. Um, Can't afford it or for whatever reason that's for, for my future husband and I decided that we were going to pay for everything ourselves. We, we made that decision. We're a little older, so we're established and we have our own money and we felt that we wanted to offer this to our friends. Um, and so it's easier for us to be able to say, nope, not our, not for us, not this time. But I do recognize that there's other chillas out there that they are reliant on pers- the purse of somebody else. And so, yes, but they do need to be able to have that conversation and say, this is not how I envisioned my day. Mm. Um, and that brings me to relationship mindfulness. And relationship self-care, because that's how you reach that compromise with people in your life. Um, Part of my blog was talking about, did I spend enough time with my friends and my family and my future husband? Um, Did I ask for help when I needed it? Um, Supports in our life are going to be there, especially during this time in our life. Um, And if you are accepting money from somebody who's been so generous to offer it to you, um, yes, there is an air of obligation that you feel like I do need to please them because they're the ones paying. But that's when you can go to the core relationship with that person and say, listen, mom, dad, thank you so much. I love you. But let's seriously talk about this because this is how I envisioned my day. How did you envision it? Mm. And can we meet somewhere in the middle? Yes. Is that possible? And when we have that relationship self-care, when we care for the relationships in our life, people are more willing to back down, to understand us and say, you know what? She's not just being mean. She's not being a bridezilla. She is just expressing her opinion. Yeah, and and I I love – I love when people wake up to this idea that you can just say, can we have an honest communication here? Can we have an honest dialogue and just say, Mm. 
this is not this is not my expectations. What are your expectations? Because this is not working for me, or I'm really struggling with this because you're making me feel pressured, or I feel obliged. I think a lot of people really appreciate that if you actually come out and say it. It can really. Mm-hmm make people realize that maybe they need to shut up or you're stressed or they you need support and also I really think we need to be able to ask for help you just said that and I I couldn't Mm -hmm. I couldn't say that enough I think a lot of us feel like we have to be one woman warriors or team warrior here and it's just so unnecessary people want to help take the help oh completely like uh Rob, my fiance, he's been involved in, in the decisions. I bring it to him. Um, he's not much of a planner. I am. So it worked out perfectly that way, but he's still involved in the decisions. And we talked about how did he envision our wedding and how I envisioned it. And I, I think we came with, got a good compromise. Um, <laughs> and then, then with friends, we had, you know, I'm not doing bridesmaids, but even if you do have bridesmaids, that's even better. Delegate. Ask people for help. You know, um, I'm not doing bridesmaids, but I've got a bunch of friends who are more than willing to help me stuff my envelopes, uh, you know, plan things. They're going to help me right before the wedding, get things to where they need to go. People are very willing to help and step in if you ask. Yep. You know, these are your support system. They're going to be there for you. And that's why you have them around you, um, especially if you have a bridal party. That's that's an awesome opportunity to really engage your support system and make them feel like a real unit, you know, like give a list to your maid of honor and say, Hey, divide this up amongst the girls or to your groomsmen and say, divide this up amongst the guys. This yeah, get them working. The stuff that needs to be done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, um, Tracy, I just wanted to, to finish up today by mentioning mental health. And I think a lot of us, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is a topic that, when I talk about it on the podcast, it gets a lot of attention in a very positive way because I think in the wedding industry especially, it's like they – I mean, it doesn't sell magazines, does it, talking about mental health in a way? And it should. <laughs> uh, and it does, it, but the idea that there's a huge proportion of our uh, listeners who have been affected either personally or in the future may be affected mm-hmm. personally with mental health issues or have family and friends around them. And mm-hmm. I think it's something we just need to keep talking about because it's life. We all need coping mechanisms, but also we need to be more open about uh, making this, you know, we, we're happy to talk about broken arms and, and uh, you know, skin conditions, but we can't talk about our brain, which is a part of the biggest part of our working body. So let's talk a little bit about mental health and, and, and how to sort of recognize um, coping mechanisms and also, you know, that stuff goes on. We've got to keep keep moving. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I work in mental health. It's a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing brings about mental health issues like life-changing events, whether positive or negative. Um, it's the biggest trigger for a lot of people, um, whether it be depression, anxiety, addiction, um, you know, eating disorders, um, you know, interpersonal conflicts, like, you know, between family members, Mm -hmm. nothing triggers mental health issues like big life changing events. And I think that one of the biggest tips I can give as a provider of mental health services is seek the help. Talk with somebody. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with you if you go see a therapist. 
I think everybody needs two years of individual therapy to learn about themselves. Yeah. I went through it as a professional. I did it on my own when I was in school training. I wanted to feel what it was like. And I just have to tell you, girl, it helped me so much. Mm. It changed my life. And you know what? Even if you have done the hard work of therapy, there's no shame in going back and getting a, a tune-up. Yep. Um, you know, and stressful situations, as happy as they may be, weddings are stressful, yep. can, can really bring out your anxiety, your, your body image issues, your insecurities. Um, and I think there's no better time than before your wedding to go seek out that help. Yeah, and I went recently, uh, I talked about grinding my teeth. Like this is a, and mm-hmm. I know this is a trigger and it's become, I do it at night. I didn't even know I did it until I broke a couple of fillings earlier in the year and my oh. dentist said, I think you might have a problem. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, great. So I got a very sexy plate made. But he said, I think you should go and speak to a counselor to see if there are ways that you can work in some, uh, you, you could, you know, something's happening in your brain overnight that is causing you to do this. And mm-hmm. our health insurance covered a bit of uh, going to see a counselor and having a chat and mm-hmm. doing some um, uh, mindfulness techniques, learning some mindfulness mm-hmm. techniques. And I went to it for four sessions with her. And we didn't just talk about my teeth grinding. You know, that wasn't the thing at all, of course. It's what's activating in my brain. But having that time and just you saying tapping into it and just taking that time for an hour to sit there and I thought it was a bit indulgent talking about myself but actually realizing mm. it really helped and also just being able to work through my thought processes was such a gift to myself and it wasn't self-indulgent at all. It's my what's going on in my mm-hmm. head, which is so important. So, yes, you should go out and yeah. find your person to talk to, and it's not self-indulgent at all. No, and I'm so glad you brought that up, and that goes along with self-care. Mm. I'm not sure if it's technically a gender thing with women in our society, but I've noticed that a lot of people I speak to feel like therapy is indulgent, that they really have nothing to complain about. There's other people out there with real problems. Yes. Guys and gals, they are your problems. They are real and they are meaningful. Mm. And you, it's not self-indulgent to go to therapy because it's taking care of yourself. If you're thirsty, you drink water, you don't you don't think that that's self-indulgent <laughs> you no. need to take care of yourself <laughs> and a lot of people think especially during the wedding planning process you could think that oh I'm being self-indulgent being stressed out I'm getting married my life is amazing you know it's stressful it's str- that's I have to tell you Alicia my I had major anxiety about a month ago regarding I have now we have like 72 people coming to our wedding and I'm like, I have to make them all happy. I have Mm. to make sure they all have a perfect time. And I really, it was about two days of in the back of my head chatter. And I seriously had to stop myself, relax, (laughs) face the fact that not everyone's going to be happy. And the anxiety went away. It went away because I learned those skills in therapy and it wasn't self-indulgent to go to therapy. It wasn't self-indulgent to take a break and think about my feelings. It was necessary. Yeah, that's such good advice. 
it is necessary and I think we do need to be more mindful and we need to be more in control of of our time and being more mindful of, of giving ourselves personal time. It's not just mm-hmm. about powering ahead all the time. Tracy, you're yeah, bloody definitely. you're bloody great and I, I needed I needed Aww. this. <laughs> Oh, I needed it too. It sends me back to my roots. Also, practice what I preach. <laughs> yes, you've got to. And and also, mm-hmm. it's it's something once you learn all this stuff and you tap into it, you can use it. It doesn't have to be about wedding planning. Use it any time. We should all be more better people like this to ourselves. Yes, every day. Every day. It'll make you just a better person and you'll love your life that much more. Oh, couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. Now, Tracy, if, if I'm going to plug again, we'll repost your lovely blog and uh, attach the oh. link uh, to, to what you do. Is there anything mm. I can plug for you? Because you're fabulous and I'd love people to, I, you know. I wish. I wish there was. But I am just going to encourage all the bride, groom, maid chillers listening to this, all the hopeful bride and groom chillers <laughs> out there, um, really seriously take a breath for yourself. That's what I'm going to plug. Look up a mental health therapist. Most business places offer an employee assistance program, two to three sessions, you know, learn some skills, go to yoga, go, go take time for yourself. That's what I would like to plug Alicia. That's a good plug, and that is a very mm-hmm. mindful and giving plug, Tracy. And I'm grateful, mm-hmm. very grateful for your time, and thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. And when? So when is your wedding? Let's just it's a hundred days. Oh, it's exactly a hundred days, February seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. Oh my so gosh, that's so soon! I'm so excited, but I'm greedy that we get you for another hundred days, and then we've launched the Chiller Graduates, so you can then graduate and join our other other club. I saw that. That's amazing. <laughs> well, we need to I was spread. So excited! I'm excited. We need to spread some mindfulness in there too, because everyone still seems stressed. So we just need to like carry that on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Oh, Tracy, thank you again for your time and um, for being such a lovely member of our community. Um, and I'm grateful that you've spread spread this this good good vibes today. We really all need it, and. Um, we wish you the best in the next hundred days. You, you've got this. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. I do because of you and the whole community. It's like I've got hundreds upon hundreds of bridesmaids that are there with you me. Do. It's amazing. You do. Yes. We're all, and we're all here. And, and also, that's a good plug to say if you've got a problem or if you feel stressed, unload to the Bride Chiller community because mm-hmm. bloody hell, everyone just gets in there and really backs everyone up and I think if you don't feel like you've got someone to help you or if you can't reach out reach out to us because we're all here and we're all very willing to be uh as you said the bridesmaids that you you know and support network so there are always people that care about you and want to know what's happening definitely and thank you Alicia for putting us all together like it's, it's really been it's made me very chill. I was so excited to find this community and the podcast because I was like, finally, someone who thinks like me. Oh, well, that's, well that makes me really happy. And I, I just said, like I've said recently, I, if I could bring you all together and I bloody will try one day, uh, you are all the people that I would want to sit and have a cocktail with and be friends with. So oh, totally. I feel like you're my people. <laughs> yes, yes. Not that we're self-medicating, but I do love a cocktail. Hey, you can have it, just not every day. Thank you. <laughs> and not in excess. Not Except in excess. Except at your reception because I think you're allowed. Yeah. I go, think that's allowed. I agree. <laughs> Let loose. 
and then look after yourself. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, thank you again, Tracy, and to thank all you, our Alisa. bride chillers, happy days. Happy days. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Bye. The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.